Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I was searching around the LinkedIn. internet. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Listen. No, I, I, I was searching around the... Oh, mom. Jesus. Mom. I was searching around the internet, and all of a sudden, I, I was downloading this thing, and I got a computer virus. I want to see it. Show me what you were downloading. I had a computer virus, and I got scared that I had the virus, and when I was getting out of my chair, my pants were slipping, and I was pulling them up and getting back on the chair. I got scared, and, and my pants slipped down a little, and I was pulling them up. I'm telling the truth. I am serious. On this episode of The Commercial Break... It seems like every time that that flight attendant came by, this guy needed something or that lady needed something. I've never met a couple who needed so many things on an airplane. You need an extra pillow. You need some warm socks. Do you have an extra blanket? How do I turn on the TV? My earphones aren't working. God damn it. Shut up. Go to sleep. That's it's why like I just my- go ahead and order three... Uh, Bloody three, Marys? Yeah, three right, vodkas. Right, you do that right off the top? Yeah, right off the top. You just say... <laughs> say give me three vodkas? Oh, Yeah. The next episode of The Commercial Break starts now. Oh, yeah, cats and kittens. Welcome back to The Commercial Break. I'm Brian Green. This is my dear friend and co-host, the beautiful Kristen Joy Hoadley. A best to you over there, Kristen. best to you, Brian. And why not? Best to you out there in the podcast universe. How are you? I'm, uh, I'm here. I'm alive. Welcome home. Thank you. I'm uh, still suffering from jet lag, also known as Brian's a big baby. <laughs> So, you know, anytime I travel, I basically need a three full days to get back operation. Yeah, you do. To which my wife says, fuck you, get up and watch the kids. Exactly. Oh, you went to London. I'm sorry about your London trip. I'm so sorry about the three nights alone in a hotel with room right. service. A full bed to yourself. God forbid Brian be inconvenienced. Oh, and, uh, and thank you for the picture, uh, too. We, you saw the friends that we have over there. I did. The um, ITV. Oh, I did see the ITV friends. <laughs> and that one guy left. I caught him in the morning. Yeah, Philip, the yeah. guy Phil, he left. I he don't know what happened. Fave. Yeah, what happened with him? Did you I, I sent you a article. I, I read, but that it, didn't, I saw. it didn't get into much detail. No, I mean, some, somebody thought he was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> somebody thought he was an asshole. Wasn't his brother like arrested on pedophile charges or something Ooh, like that? Somebody I was didn't telling see me. That. Some other listener you sent me something. You got the inside London yeah. info. Yeah, <laughs> inside <laughs> London info. <laughs> London. Was like going home to the mothership because I just I I'm engrossed in British culture. It seems like twenty four hours a day, besides not twenty four hours a day, <laughs> an hour a day. <laughs> engrossed in twenty four hours a day. I'm engrossed in this British I culture. I didn't know this about you. I I fancy tea. That's what I do. Cheerio. Cheers, mate. Except that's Australian. I learned very quickly. Oh. <laughs> I I'm I'm engrossed in. I love the British culture. I love the British television. I don't know why, but I just do. I like that brand of humor. And so going to London for my first time, actually outside the airport, I've been to Heathrow a bunch, but I've never been outside. Going to London is like going home to the mothership. It kind of felt like home to me. 
First of all, it's so easy because they speak your language. If you can understand, if they're from certain parts of London, you can understand them pretty well. Right. If they're from other parts of London, yes. just like Astrid says, sometimes she has a hard time with the southern accent, the real southern accent. She can't understand what they're saying. If you're from like Liverpool or something, it's forget about it. I don't understand a fucking word you're saying. But it was so wonderful. London was so awesome. I just really enjoyed I, I know. I my go. time there. And I was only there for like two days. But I walked 55 miles. I went and saw Windsor palace yeah. you know that was interesting they and you sent me the uh, downing street pick downing street pick i just I, I, you go to the windsor castle and i walked there so you go there and london is it's just like all the buildings and the culture and they have doorknobs that are older than oh, any know. house well, here in the united europe. states yeah. that's europe in general right so there's all this beauty that's very authentic it's not like epcot beauty which is the normal kind of <laughs> it's the normal kind of culture i ingest it's disney beauty <laughs> epcot yes walking from town to town oh right when i go to the epcot. uk when i you go to the uk village in epcot it's just you there's just one building and although it looks very uk when you get to uk you understand it's just there's such a difference in the authenticity. But then I walk all the way over to Windsor Palace and the immense amount of space that this one family inhibits in the middle of downtown London is just fantastical. It's wild. It's hard to imagine. Yeah. I want to be at a place in my life where my home has multiple buildings that are there to do nothing but service my balls. You know what I'm saying? Like, I bet they have a whole, they have building after building after building on the grounds. And for the life of me, can't figure out exactly what those buildings are. They have ones for stable. They have everything, everything mm -hmm. you can think of. And so my imagination tells me that in that complex, there is one building just dedicated to King Charles's grooming habits. Ball cleaning. Ball cleaning. Like he goes there and there they have the best ball cleaners <laughs> in the world. And they, I, I bet he gets a straight razor ball shave. That's my guess. Because <laughs> the king deserves nothing less. And the fact that the British monarchy in some total does exactly nothing just it's symbolic it's so awesome i just love it i wish we had that here in the united <laughs> states king brian of tcb i have a building outside of my house too it's a piece of cardboard that i built for my children it's a cardboard fort it's currently sitting out waiting to get picked up by the buildings the buildings to service the buildings it's just unbelievable and I loved it. I loved every bit of it. Windsor Castle is immense. It's huge. Windsor Palace is huge. It seems like it. And I someday we're going to get there, Chrissy. Yeah. So TCB Live in London. TCB Live in London. Drop <laughs> your drawers. Give it to me in pounds, kids. <laughs> Cheerio. Welcome to the commercial breaks. <laughs> I want to take over Philip's position. I'm sorry, but if ITV called tomorrow... And said, we need, a, we need somebody to take Philip's seat. I would do it in a heartbeat. Mm. In a heartbeat, Chrissy, I'd leave you in a heartbeat. Really that anybody who... <laughs> somebody texted me yesterday, like one of those strange numbers just texted me. Hi, we're looking for this... You know, Do you know anybody who would fill this position in a, in a company I'm mm -hmm. working for? But they said my name... And they spelled it correctly, Did Brian they, B R Y N. Wait, they said, "Does anybody? Do you know anybody that would fill do Brian you, Green's position?" Yes. Do you? <laughs> do you anybody who would fit the position of co-host on the commercial break? And I was like, "Is Chrissy leaving?" The male, the male one. And I'm like, "Am I leaving?" <laughs> was that in the new contract? <laughs> they texted. They said my name, Brian. We would be. Uh, grateful if you sent us a few referrals for this particular job description in the podcast industry. And I was like, how did you get my name and phone number? And then I asked, who are you? What company are you talking about? And so she sent me a link to the company they were talking about. And I thought to myself, if they're, if they're trying to woo me over to their company, they might want to send me a different link because Chrissy is <laughs> to like some local online newspaper. <laughs> oh, God. Wasn't a good fit. Was not no, a good fit. But I'm not interested at this time. If you're looking for a mediocre, low-level, unqualified <laughs> audience growth uh, guy, I'm your guy. Yeah. If you're looking for the real deal, I don't have any referrals for you. Chrissy Hoadley. <laughs> <laughs> right. So one of the reasons I went over to, podcast, uh, to London is because of the London podcast show. That's right. 
So, you know, we do a lot of self-deprecating the humor here. The big conference, yes. the big London podcast conference. I do have to say, we, we never shy away from the TikTok of the of the actual podcast. We're not afraid to break the fourth wall because we're not ever sure that we built one. <laughs> but, <laughs> and if we did, it would probably be... <laughs> the cardboard one? Cardboard, yeah. <laughs> Remember when we had that studio full of highly oh, flammable materials everywhere? Right. With, with with random wires Random hanging. wires hanging out, connected to things. Yeah, We were was, doing a show one time when one of those... Then they fell. When they fell down. <laughs> and I was sure one time the studio was on fire. I felt like it was my white snake moment. <laughs> Which is terrible because lots of people died. But so yes. we go to the London podcast show. I do have to say this. What a buttoned up operation that was. Absolutely from from beginning to end, top to bottom, front to back. This was such a great conference that they put on for the podcast industry. In London, where the podcast industry is not as mature as it is here in the United States, but there was, I think, eight or nine, maybe 10,000 people that were there. That's incredible. I was on a panel. I have given... How many... You've been to quite a few. I've probably spoken at every podcast conference since we started the podcast. Probably every single in-person podcast conference I've spoken at or been on a panel for. That's, That's how... That's how wild west the podcast industry still is. <laughs> Brian Green with the is commercial a catch. breaks. With the commercial breaks is a catch. <laughs> <laughs> I've probably been on stage, you know, let's call it 13 times since we started talking about podcasting. <laughs> Most of those panels, the people didn't even get my beep, fucking name right. Beep, yeah. <laughs> no, I was thinking about the let the Oh, drop, the air horn. The, 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 the dead body yeah, you were at one and they did that they kept doing that outside of the door well there was a con there was a, a <laughs> well, panel going on death. death yeah how did whatever it was <laughs> you know authentic talk about death and podcasting or whatever and all you could hear these poor ladies all you could hear outside the door <laughs> so she'd be like and when my mother died last September it was such a sad event. So, so you're saying so the London awful. one was not like this. No, 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 okay. no. was not like this at all. Completely buttoned up. And part of the reason why I went there, we do a lot of self-deprecating humor on, on the commercial break. And I know some people like it, and some people have said it's a, it's a bit too much. But we, I just want you to understand our, our mindset here. Chrissy and I had absolutely no intention whatsoever Period. Um, um, That's just the end yeah. of sentence. No intention whatsoever. <laughs> exactly. We live in mediocrity. We do it down the middle. We do it as lazily as possible. We just do what we need to get by. That's our motto in life. Just do enough. Just enough. <laughs> you don't have to excel at anything. Stop it. You're being, a, you're being an idiot. <laughs> overachiever. Overachiever. Fucking overachiever. A, a type, my ass. I'm like a D type. I, get, I got Ds in school. I'm type D. Type D. <laughs> I'm a dick. I'm a douche. <laughs> I'm a doppelganger of someone who actually does work. That's what I am. But the the reality outside this studio is that there are a few of you that have been listening, and we're super grateful for that. And the show has grown uh, in success. And and yes, thanks to you. Thanks listener. to you. Yeah, I don't even know any other way to put this. Is that we're super grateful for every single listener, and what that means is we actually got <laughs> we actually got an agent. <laughs> We got someone else that believes our bullshit. <laughs> yep. We got someone that believes our bullshit, and his name is Matt Dyson. He's amazing. He's amazing. He's the guy who was responsible for bringing Joe Rogan to Spotify. <laughs> it's just so funny to say in the same sentence. I know. It doesn't Joe make Rogan sense. on Spotify. Yeah, we're not sure what's going on with Matt's career, but something has <laughs> happened, and now he's representing the commercial break. He went from Obama's Joe Rogan, call her daddy, to the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Matt. We, yeah, honestly, <laughs> we don't know what happened, but somewhere along the way, we picked up a podcast agent. Matt is the best in the business. He's a class act all the way. And what we have been going through for the last three months is what a lot of podcasters and radio people and television people go through, and that's a contract renegotiation with our network. Imposter syndrome? Way imposter syndrome. <laughs> way imposter syndrome. <laughs> I was talking to our good friend Allison Hare uh, when I was over in London, and I was saying this is all just really hard to wrap my head around. It is. 
how many people are listening and then how much other people are willing to pay to have us talk. <laughs> I mean, my wife might pay to have someone talk, <laughs> have me shut up. That's why she suggested you start the podcast. That's right. So I would talk here and not at her. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. She's like, perfect. She'd He's so great. worn out you for the rest break. of the day. That's right. I don't have to hear his dumb musings about everything. So... Matt uh, is representing us, and he just did a lovely job of working with the network that we've been with really since the podcast started, since, mm-hmm. we monet- since we started monetizing the podcast, putting ads in the podcast, is a company called AdvertiseCast. Uh, Dave, Trevor, uh, Rick, um, Brad, all the people over there have just, Anthony, they've been wonderful to us over the years. And I just want to take a moment to say thank you very much for extending our contract another year. We're happy to be with AdvertiseCast. They've always been good to us. Yes, thank you. The relationship you. won the deal. And I'm, I'm happy to report, Christy, that we have signed that new deal. And we are guaranteed 86 pounds and 90 pence over the life of the contract, the 12 Drop months. The beat. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I negotiated in pounds. Yeah. I got one over on them. Why not? Because if you will realize, there's a dollar seven for every pound. Mm-hmm. So what up. we're really making is $90 over the course of uh-huh. the contract, which means that, yes, Road, we will be able to make our monthly installment payments now <laughs> on the one Roadcaster that we bought at the beginning of the show. <laughs> yeah, we got one over on them. Yes, right. And the microphones? Mr. Mike Smith owes you for those microphones. Mike Smith from The Commercial Breaks. Go find him. <laughs> Not sure what his address is. Wrigley Field, I think. <laughs> so when we were over Wimbledon? in... Wimbledon? Wimbledon. <laughs> I think Wimbledon was... What is Wimbledon? Tennis. I know, but I know what it is. Where? When is it? Do you know? Oh, isn't I don't it like know right in, Isn't it like right around now? Wasn't it going on? Yeah, I think I it's there? warm weather. Yeah, warm weather. Yeah, you don't want to play tennis in cold weather. <laughs> no. You don't want your cold balls and your cold ball. The way that those people dress, you want nice, warm weather. Because those girls are wearing the shortest of skirts. Mm -hmm. And those guys, those are nut huggers, fantastical nut huggers a lot of those guys wear. I don't know how you're not afraid when your patootangs is just not going to, like your teabag is just going to fall out. (laughs) I'm sure it's happened. It's got to happen. Well, it reminds me of the basketball shorts from like, what, the 70s? Oh, yeah. Where they were super short. I know. And like Dr. J (laughs) apparently had like a 10-foot cock. and. I don't know how he got away with that. <laughs> Jockstrap, I guess. I, I met Dr. J. He he owns a, a golf course here. What? Dr. J. Yep, Dr. J. Julia Serving. He owns a couple of golf courses, a golf course, I think, maybe I two, here in, uh, in Atlanta, near the Atlanta area. So we did sign this new contract. We are happy to be with AdvertiseCast. Thanks to Matt Dysart. I just had to shout that out loud because it's, it's a trying process. It's stressful for everybody involved. And I didn't make it any easier being my stupid ass. So I really <laughs> appreciate everyone uh, on both sides of the fence uh, coming together to get it done. This means... That we're contractually obligated to never end this fucking show. We are now contractually obligated to sit here and do more episodes of the commercial break. That's right. So you, one way or the other, you're getting your 144 episodes. And uh, I may not be a part of all of them, but you'll get your 144 episodes. Chrissy, have you found a, re- a suitable replacement for me? I have not. You're, you're irreplaceable, Brian. I know. I'm irresistible, irreplaceable. You are. And irrepressible. What does it's irrepressible that, it's mean? That, it's that type D yeah, type, personality type that you can't, D. you can't find. <laughs> That's everywhere. right. Triple D. I'm here in Wisconsin, Wisconsin, <laughs> where they fry up cheese like nobody's business. It's time for another episode of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Die. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving him the sham wow factor here in Wisconsin where they've been making these cheese curds for over 60 years. <laughs> Let's go in and meet Betty and Dave who are desperate to get customers in the door. <laughs> Tell me about how you started the restaurant. Uh, we're, we're, we're about to file bankruptcy. Don't worry. Diners, drive-ins, and dives is going to make you super popular. You're going to get crushed by the weight of popularity. <laughs> Apparently, there is a spike in they, business. He makes people mm-hmm. crazy rich by yeah. just showing up. You know, it was hot to, it was hot to knock that guy for a while. <laughs> Well, we including me. Yeah, well, I said he should have been at the Rage Machine going Flavor Town, Pound Town, Flavor Town, whatever the fuck he the was Rage saying. The Rage Against the Machine concert. He was at the Rage Against the Machine concert with that stupid hat upside and I down. I said, hey, let everybody go see some Rage Against the Machine. I know. but I, I, You I, had a problem with it. I wish he just would have like, can he tame the hair a little bit? You know, walk in and just be a normal guy. You know, he's got to be at Flavor Town all the time. <laughs> <laughs> 
But you said he had a hat on. He did. Well, he had okay, well, well, that the hair. sun visor oh. that no one's worn since 1982. <laughs> I like the guy. I, I, I do because I, I, th- I f- bring me somebody who on a Saturday afternoon, like let's say you check into a hotel room, right? And you're looking for something familiar on the TV just to kind of be background noise yes. while you're getting ready for dinner it's or something. perfect for that. Triple D is awesome. And then there's also Diner Dives, the di- Dives, whatever the fuck that show is called. <laughs> yeah. So I say that even though he may be a little bit obnoxious at times, he is kind of comfort food for our eyeballs. And I have to tell you that I don't mind watching a couple episodes of Triple D. No. No. In between my British comedies, of course. <laughs> Hey you, guess you, I hate to interrupt all the fun, but I just want to remind you that tcbpodcast.com is where you find all the audio and the video, plus you can contact us to get your free 21 EPM sticker. Just go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the contact us button, tell us you want a sticker, drop us your address, and off we go. Plus, you can write to us at 855-TCB-8383, that's 1-855-TCB-8383. For all of our international listeners, we'll pick up the toll, go ahead and text us. If you have comments, questions, concerns, content ideas, we're taking them all at 855-TCB-8383. If you want to view the commercial break in a whole new light, go to youtube.com slash the commercial break to see the fully edited episodes. You'll love it or your money back, I promise. While you're at it, hit us up on Instagram at the commercial break and TCB live on TikTok. So let's take a minute to hear from our sponsors and then we'll be back to this episode of the commercial break. So I so we signed this new contract over in London, but let me tell you about how I have to get there because you know going anywhere for me is like a super anxiety inducing, ridiculous, ex- just anytime you have to travel through an airport in the United States, it is an absolutely miserable fucking experience. Well, you take those drugs through too. So, well, that was a bit of a concern to me. I had to call up a friend and ask him how exactly I get the drugs through customs. And he said, just carry them. And I'm like, yeah, but how do you do? So I was having this conversation legitimately, not for me, but I was like, how do you get? Yeah, for a friend bringing them over there. Right. So I'm like, how do you, aren't you afraid in an international airport that you, are you fucking kidding me, man? I rolled up 20 dubs. I got like 60, you know, mushroom chocolates. And then I put like a, I got a whole jar of gummies. And I'm like, how do you not afraid that like one of those drug sniffing dogs is just not going to be around somewhere and bust you? Man, if you get busted, you just throw that shit away. And I'm like, ah, you just throw it away? You just, oh, I'm sorry. I left that in my bag and just toss yeah. it in the thing. I'm just going <laughs> right. to ignore you. It's not mine. First one who touches it wins. <laughs> I mean, it's a ridiculous concept to me. I'm so paranoid. I would never do that. But this person does it all the time. Everywhere. Everywhere they go. They're rolling joints. They're bringing mushrooms. They're, and they don't have any problems. They've never had any problems. They've been doing this for 20 or 30 years. No problems whatsoever. Me, I'm t- terribly frightened. I think I'm going to get busted for my melatonin and nose spray. I'm like an old man. <laughs> I actually did get my nose spray checked one time when I was coming out of the Dominican Republic. I think they thought really? I was bringing like liquid cocaine or oh, something, God. which is a thing, by the way. It, so, I know. Yeah, because that's what I got in my nose spray. So, <laughs> um, so I, I get to the airport. You know, every flight going that way is usually at nighttime. I get to the airport. It's a three-four-three combination inside of the plane. Oh, in the plane. Oh, yep. three-three-three. I'm sorry, three-three-three because I'm sitting in uh, comfort. Three, three, and right. three. In the back, it's three, four, three. But but b- because you're in comfort, they have extra room. Yes. They call it extra room. I fly Virgin Atlantic to, operated through Delta. Never flown Virgin, Virgin oh, Atlantic. Oh, I've heard Virgin's fun. It is absolutely spectacular. It was a very enjoyable experience. I have not done and it. And I got to fly one of their new planes. They're, it's called A380 something like uh, Neon or something like that. It's all got, it's like the whole inside has got this weird coloring that changes colors as the, yeah, purple and pinks, pinks, you know, and at night it's supposed to help you induce a sleep. But I will say this about every fucking flight that I've taken on the way there, 
they turn the air conditioning down so, so fucking cold. I know. And I know what they're doing. They're trying to get your blood to slow down. They're literally trying to slow down oh, your I blood pressure. That. Yes, they want you to go to sleep. They want you to be calm and sedate. You might as well give me a fucking exam. I know, me either. I mean, I like it cold when I sleep. But me too, uh, but, but not 55. Not shivering. Yeah, it's 55 <laughs> fucking degrees in there. I see. Give me a Xanax and a Bud Light on the way in the door and leave <laughs> exactly. it at 72. I'm cool like yep. that. But on the way back, because the sun is beating on the plane, it's fucking 90 degrees. You can't get it cool enough. So on the way there, I am just so fucking cold. All I want to do is sleep, but I have a, I know this is going to happen. I have a long sleeve shirt. I have a hoodie on. I've got my hoodie up. I've got the blanket that they give you wrapped around me, and I am desperately trying to go to sleep, but I can't. You know, want to know why? Because every five fucking minutes, somebody's coming, the guy next to me, and the lady next to him is asking for something to drink. Well, there's two aisles, but they always come to my side of the aisle. They can't go over where the couple is actually going to order it. They have to go to my side and they have to reach over. So now I'm playing. So wait, you were in the middle? No, I'm I'm in one of the. I'm <clears throat> well, in the I middle. Mean, the middle yep. aisle. I'm in the middle. Uh, I mean the middle and row I got, of seats. Okay. And I got an aisle seat. And you got the aisle. Right. Okay. So on the left side of the plane, I'm sitting on the left side of the plane, but that's where the stewardess is. Uh, the the flight attendants keep walking up and down. So it seems like every time that that flight attendant came by, this guy needed something or that lady needed. I've never met a couple who needed so many things on an airplane. How many cups of orange juice can you have? How many cups of re- how many refills and coffee? You need an extra pillow, you need some warm socks. Do you have an extra blanket? How do I turn on the TV? My earphones aren't working. God damn it. Shut up. Go to sleep. That's why it's I like I just my- go ahead and order 3 uh, uh, Bloody three, Marys? Yeah, three right, vodkas. Right, you do that right off the top? Yeah, right off the top. You just say, three, <laughs> say give me three vodkas? Do they do that for yeah. you? They do? Oh, yeah. They just like give it to you? No, I'm kidding. I haven't done the three, but doubles. Double I can sure. understand. Yeah. Double I get. They do but if you do two. three, I, I haven't would, tried three. I now I'm going like to try three. An air marshal or something that's going <laughs> to approach you. Well, that way I don't have to keep asking. Well, no, I think that's considerate. Yes. I really do. <laughs> Because if I'm the guy it's sitting in the middle, they're obviously a couple. If I'm that, if I'm those two people, I'm recognizing that the poor bastard next to me is trying to sleep. And I'm saying, like, can we get it all in one shot? Can we take care of all the problems in one shot? So then finally, there's like a two hour lull where none of this is happening and everybody's asleep. Now it's like two in the morning, right? Three in the morning, whatever it is. And I just cannot go the fuck to sleep. My head keeps bobbing. I keep falling. The bobbing head. The bobbing head. It's so annoying. Who can solve the bobbing head? And it doesn't. The well, only, if you have your supposedly, if you have that pillow thing that goes, around I had your it. Neck, it didn't work. It yeah, doesn't. It makes me uncomfortable. It does. It gives me. It an, does. It gives me a crick I want in my it neck. to work, and I keep it in my suitcase when I put my suitcase up after I've been somewhere. Yeah, it's there, and I think about taking it each time, and I don't. Yeah, because I remember that it does, it's it does no that. good. <laughs> I yeah, I just wasted. And you know what? I've bought three of them. <laughs> Every time I fucking go on a long trip, I walk yeah. into one of those stores because yeah. I got way too much time on my hands because, of course, I'm paranoid I'm going to miss my flight, especially the international flights. The domestic flights, I'll show up an hour before, 45 minutes before. I don't give a shit. I'm going to make it. I know it. I got that special walkthrough, whatever, clear yes, bullshit, TSA. right? It's the best thing I ever bought. Oh, best thing so I ever good. Did. Yeah. Best thing ever. They don't even look at your shit. They don't even care. They're like, whatever. You don't whatever. take your shoes off, yeah. nothing. You yeah. just walk through. Bomb, 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 Whatever. They just walk through. <laughs> Doesn't really matter. They're like, ah, we checked. Yeah, you're yeah. cool. <laughs> um, so I, I'm just like so freezing cold and the head bobbing and the whole nine yards, I cannot get comfortable. So, of course, I do not sleep. I get to Heathrow. It's a lovely airport. They have like the automated customs. You just put your passport down. And if you're not causing any trouble or they don't think you're calling, I automatically, I automatically assumed that what was going to come up on the screen was like the commercial break. Stop, stop, <laughs> stop, stop. <laughs> the whole airport's going to shut down. Stop him now. Stop him. He's in sh- crimes of indecency <laughs> and boredom. <laughs> uh, so I go right through. I get, it took me, I get in a cab. Did you get one of those special cabs? I get one of the special cabs. The black? Is it the, the black, black cabs? They're black now. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they're black cabs, and they're all brand new, and they're all electric or hybrid. All of them. Like, it's this new law. You have to pay money. If you, don't, if you have an older vehicle, and it's not up to snuff with their high emission standards, like the, the very low tolerance they have for carbon monoxide, if you're not... When you go into this zone in London, you have to pay a five-pound tax for driving your car at a certain time when you don't have the lowest of emissions. So these cabs, they're all, all right, like highly efficient. Them. 
So what it is is you open the door backwards like they do, right? (laughs) Open the door, and it is a bench, a three-person bench in the back. Then the driver's up front, and then there's all the space in front of you. Is It's like a minivan, but it's just empty with carpet, but they have these fold-down seats against the wall where the driver sits. So there's like a wall... And then there's the driver, right? The wall has plexiglass, I'm assuming for safety. And then there's these chairs that just fold down off the wall oh. in case you have more people. Right. But it's just me. So I'm loving this. I get in the cab and I'm like, spacious. this is lovely, spacious. I kick my legs out. I ignore whatever the cab driver is saying. I put my headphones in and I don't want to have a conversation about it. But yeah, I don't like, you know, I'm not all about no. having sometimes, but not, not, not normally. Yeah, sometimes, yeah. but not normally. But I'm, I'm a little like, I don't want to be so rude that I write it on the Uber request. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the Uber request that it says, Would what you is your like preference for talk? talking? Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you really want to be a dick right off the get? You might be missing an interesting <laughs> conversation. So I always put no preference. <laughs> right. But then if I sense that something's going sideways, like I really don't want to, I put my headphones in and I say, I got to watch something for work. Yeah. It's a British That's comedy a good, television yeah. show. <laughs> That's a good yeah. uh, That's a good tactic. I got to sharpen up my language skills. <laughs> language. <laughs> yeah, asshole. You in Langdon. Uh, <laughs> it took me in morning traffic 1 hour 38 minutes to get to my hotel. Wow. 1 hour and 38 minutes. I probably could have walked there faster. I mean, not really, but it was we we that seems really long. Never sat in worse traffic in my entire life. It was awful, and it was going like three miles per hour the entire time. That's why everybody takes the tube. I should have taken the tube. I don't know why I didn't take the tube. Well, I just felt like I'm yeah. too good for the tube. <laughs> and if the commercial breaks, paying the bill, might as well just swipe that credit card. <laughs> They're not getting paid back anyway. So what does it matter? Free money. <laughs> Free money. <laughs> They're stupid because they gave me the credit limit that was really high. And now that I'm reaching that credit limit, they're stupid because I'm not going to pay them back. (laughs) I get to the hotel and I'm like, okay, Brian, you're feeling good, large and in charge. First thing you got to do after an international flight, you take a fucking shower because that's what you do. Yes. Take a fucking shower. And I'm like, great. I'm going to hit the town. It's now noon. I'm going to get a bite to eat. I'm going to hit the town. I'm going to walk. Uh, I got a burger is what I got. I ordered a burger from room service. They brought it up post-taste. Lovely hotel, the standard in London. I get this burger. It's delicious. It's exactly what the doctor ordered. It wasn't whatever they were serving on the plane that just didn't even look edible. But (laughs) so I eat this burger and I'm like, okay, let's go. We're going to get ready. I turn on that fucking ITV. There's that ITV that you and I have sat and watched so many times. And now I'm (laughs) watching it live and they have on, you know, some lady who broke a knee riding a vibrator or something. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I thought to myself, this is what it's all about. I'm in London. I'm watching British television live as I do in my own studio. How amazing is this? And Chrissy, I just lay down just for one second Two to watch seconds, this. Two seconds, you're out. Two seconds, I was done. Oh, yeah. I was gone. I was in la <laughs> land. The phone's ringing. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I got my shoes on. <laughs> I'm just dead asleep. And I woke up three hours later, three and a half hours later, and I was like, fuck, I fucked myself. Now, I needed it, but now I know that I'm probably... Listen to your body. I should listen to your body. (laughs) My body says, please do exercise. (laughs) (laughs) Stop accelerating aging with your silly habits. It's sunshine on the sunbed. They had a tanning place right next door. I thought about sneaking in. I swear to God, I did. So I get up and then I decide I'm just going to hit the town and I'm going to walk around. It's such a wonderful uh, place. The train stations oftentimes are the places where you go where there's all the, you know, there's a lot of action happening. Mm-hmm. But then I'm slipping in and out of these little alleyways and, you know, I stop by for this and I'm eating that. I love the little alleyways. It was just, like, it was just a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful day. But the next, so I, I get home, I, I walk back to the hotel. Let's call it, let's call it 730 I get something to eat again. I go back up to the room. I take another shower. And I'm like, great. I'm feeling a little tired. Let's go to bed. It takes me three fucking hours to go to sleep. <laughs> oh, no. So now it's like 10.30, 11.30 at night in local time. 10.30, 11.30 And the at night. anxiety makes you oh, keep my God. staying up anyways because you're like, I need to go to sleep. I need, I need to, go to, to go to sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah. Even though I had one like that. I had a Tuesday that was like the day after the day that I got in was just for me. I had nothing to do, no conference, no nothing. I was just going to see London, but I wanted to wake up early to do that. So I 
go to sleep at like 10.30 or 11.30 at night. And Chrissy, 4.51 in the morning, all of a sudden, I'm, I, don't, I don't know how the best way to put this is. Here, let me, um, let me do this. I'm going to do this with our, with our music. Okay, 4.51 in the morning. Imagine this, the TV just pops <laughs> on. And it's just got this music. And every 15 seconds, it just goes up. And up. And up. And up. Until it is full bore. Three minutes later, it is fucking blasting. It's at the top (laughs) volume. You can see the volume button just raising itself. I'm trying to turn it off with the remote. I'm trying to find the plug so I can unplug the wall. I'm ready to take the goddamn thing off the TV, off the wall. I swear to God (laughs) I am. Was that like the alarm function on the TV? It was the alarm function on the TV, but I didn't know this. I had no idea what was going on at the time. So they have one of those like cordless phones in there and the hotel phone, the cordless phone. So I take the cordless phone, I run and I open the door and I stick my head out there because you can't hear a fucking thing when you're in the room. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's just blaring loud. (laughs) And so I'm like, hey, I got this TV. It turned on. It won't. Oh, oh, sorry, sir. We'll be right up. My remote doesn't work. We'll be right up. Blah, 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 blah. So I hang up the phone, but now I'm staying outside the room because it's so loud. I can't stand being in there. Guy, then all of a sudden, the guy next door to me opens the door. He looks out and he goes, hey, everything okay over there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm so sorry. It's my TV. I know it's your TV. I can hear it. Clear as day in my room. I said, yeah, I know. It's something's wrong with the TV. I'd say so. I'm like, all right, dickhead. I know something's wrong with the TV. Chrissy, I woke up the entire half of the building. I'm sure of it. People were poking their heads out the doors like, what the fuck is going on? Why, why do we have ITV blasting at 100 outside the door? Finally, somebody came up and turned it off. But now it's 4.51 and I am fucking up. Here's the good news about London. They are so far north that 4.51 in the morning is when the sun comes up. Oh. It is sunny at 5.15 in the morning there. Wow. Sunny, full sun going on, 5.15 in the morning, and it still doesn't get dark until like 7, 8 at night. So I thought to myself, okay, I'm just going to ride this out. You know, let's just yeah, do it. Yeah, ride it out. Let's get up. Let's go get a cup of coffee at one of these getting train stations where they have everything, and then let's go hit the town. And that is exactly what I did until... Well, you, got to see, you got to see the morning, the morning dew. I did get to see the morning London. dew. Yes, and a, f- a few strange people on the streets. <laughs> London has its problems, too. <laughs> and here's my question. Here's my, my, the biggest challenge that I have in London. I'm going to be real honest with you. The biggest challenge I had, which side of the street do I walk on? Oh, the sidewalk treaty. The sidewalk treaty, because it felt like everybody wanted to... I felt like they should be walking on the left since that's how they drive. Right. That's where they're taking their visual cues from. Let's be on the left-hand side. But... Everybody Every time I would be on the right. left-hand side, people would give me fucking looks. They're looking at me like I'm an asshole. <laughs> and I'm like, guys, I'm just doing what you're doing. Like, you know, isn't this thing? You just and, opposite. and you can't tell because some people are walking on the right and some people are walking on the left. It's so confusing. And people really give you ugly looks. Like, they're British looks, so they're not that ugly. It's not like an American ugly. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to take out an <laughs> AR-15, but it's, you know. Yeah. It's, you're breaking decorum, you know? It's, it's, it's rude. But I honestly had no idea what side of the, I would love somebody in the audience, because I know Did we have a lot Google of... Did you Google it? No, Google it. What do you mean, Google it? Which Google side of the street all. should I walk on? In London. I think they walk... My personal opinion is, I think a majority of people do walk on the right-hand side. I think that's what I learned over my course of five days there, is that they do walk on the right side, just like we do here in the... Or you should, just like we do here in the United States. But man, it's really hard to tell. Yeah. And I caught a lot of bad looks. It could have been that, or the... F- it could have just been that I'm Brian from the commercial break and people are like, <laughs> don't bring your brand of instancy here, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> London was beautiful, man. Oh, wow. London was beautiful. And on the place. So I, we do the podcast conference. I head back home that early morning flight. Did, wanna- they get your, did they get the commercial break right this time? I was the moderator, so yes, I yeah, got the okay. commercial break right. Actually, you want to know the truth is that I forgot to tell everybody why I was from the commercial break. <laughs> the one fucking reason I'm up there, I didn't even intro myself. I was just like, hey, I'm Brian Green. I'll be your panel moderator today. After all that. <laughs> I talked about Advertise Cast, but I forgot to say the commercial break. <laughs> and man, after I got off that stage, I got like 30 LinkedIn requests. 
Which is great, but uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what we do next. <laughs> I don't know what we do next. What's the appropriate thing? Do I say hi or oh do I just God. wait for them to contact me, I guess? Yeah, they just wanted to be connected. Yeah, to ne- you. I've never quite gotten LinkedIn. Like, I understand it's an online resume and then it's a, like there's a social function to it. Yeah. But, I used to use it so much because I was a recruiter yeah. for years. And so I used to use it so much to try and find, you know, candidates to yep. recruit to the companies that we worked with. Uh, and I, now I never want to see it again. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't think that this on my current resume, like, you know, co-host and creator of the commercial break, sounds really unimpressive because no one knows who we fucking are. So it's like, why why even put that? So I just put business owner. (laughs) Entrepreneur. Businessman. What what was I get? One guy? Startup founder. Uh, I do business. (laughs) That one guy on on the British dating show. I do business. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, I'm a business person. (laughs) Oh, are you? I do business. (laughs) Do you remember? I think like way the first episode or second episode of the commercial break, we we were talking about this and we were going to get business cards made (laughs) at Brian and Chrissy. Business people. (laughs) Business people, yeah. (laughs) I still want to execute on that. We're in the business of business. We're in the business of business. Mm -hmm. That was the name of one of the episodes. I think like our second or third episode. (laughs) Wow, that's going way back. We're like almost 400 episodes into this dumb thing. Can you believe that? <laughs> I cannot. It's crazy. There's, I cannot. I now have more ep- hours of the commercial break than I do attending my children. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not counting the, the <clears throat> lost episodes. Oh, my God. Don't even think we talk about the lost episodes. I'm having all of our employees sign legal, <laughs> legally binding <laughs> non-disclosure. NDAs. Right? Yeah, because they, they were getting those and we're dead. <laughs> so... Then I so I I pleasantly report that I thought it was going to take an hour and a half to get back to the airport. So I ordered the Uber like four hours before my flight, figuring <laughs> that it, it only took twenty minutes to get to the airport. So it was just I was time in of so day early situation. Yeah, and here's I want to tell you something about London Heathrow that I think needs to be adopted here in the United States. I don't know if it can be adopted, but I would like it to be adopted in Atlanta at least. You, when you check into your flight 24 hours ahead of time, you likely know which gate you're going to. Mm-hmm. It says it right there on the application. In London, it does not work that way. Here's how it works. You show up to the airport, and only when they're ready to board the plane do they tell you which gate you're supposed to go what? to. Not even kidding. Everything is a common seating area in a mall, kind of like right an airport mall, but a very nice airport mm-hmm. mall. It's all common seating. And then on the outside of that mall, they have two hallways, and those two hallways are for the planes to park and for people to come in and out. So each gate has its own little area, but it's not really supposed to be a sitting area. So I was, so I get to the airport, mm-hmm. and I'm a little bit confused as to what's going on. I'm like, well, where am I supposed to be? But it says, go to Terminal F. So I go to Terminal F. I go look on the board again. Uh, gate. Uh, to be annou- uh, announced 9.50, p- 9.50 a.m. We're supposed to leave at 10.50 a.m., 10.40 a.m. So at 9.50 exactly, it then says... Um, so an hour before it leaves. An hour before it leaves. When mm-hmm. they're Only when they're ready to get people yeah. in the door. And then it says, please, um, please proceed to gate whatever, 13. So I just happened to see this on the board as I was walking by as it turned, right? So I'm like, oh, okay, let me go to gate 13. So I go to gate 13. I'm in group two or three or whatever it is. I go to gate 13. There's not even nine people that have showed up for the flight yet. And the lady's like, we're ready to start boarding our flight for Atlanta. Anybody that needs more time down the, down the jetway <laughs> and our first class passengers. Only one person approached in a wheelchair. That's it. One person. And she's like, we're now ready to seat first class groups two and three. I'm the wow. first one on the plane. That sounds nice. I'm like literally... One of the first five people on the plane, Chrissy, no getting up like when I was on my way to London. Everybody, everybody has to stand in a goddamn line. I hate the standing in the line. I refuse to do it. Me too. Stop it. I'm like, there's no reason. Stop acting like a two-year-old. Stop it. Vying for a a position. Yeah, like, and then people cut each other off and they're rude as fuck and they don't say anything. Stop with your bullshit. You know who you are. You're rude as fuck and no one likes you because your behavior is obnoxiously spoiled. You have a place on the plane. I know. That's my point with Jeff. Yes. He, He always wants to get to the gate early go do all this early and i'm like we have a reserved seat 
We have a reserved seat. It's not going anywhere. And if you're fearful that your luggage is not going to fit in there, you're probably carrying too much luggage in the first right. place. And they'll put it under the plane for goddamn free. Yeah. We all know the gig. If you don't want to check your bags, just wait until they tell you if anybody has any bags they want to check. That's it. It's free. There you go. I just gave you a workaround. Brian yeah. just saved you 25 bucks. And you get it right bucks. when you come off the plane, too. That's right. They, lit- they literally throw it up there for you. <laughs> You're the idiot that packed too much. Here's a special privilege. (laughs) People are assholes. Stop it, guys. If you're one of them, I welcome you over into the land of civility. Come on over. You're welcome. Anybody who ignores what I'm saying is a flat-out ass clown. Stop it. When they call your number, then you stand up and you walk and go get on the plane. That's what you do. 55 to 100 people standing in front of the line, making it harder for everyone who's supposed to be getting on the plane to do so, is just causing more drama and time to be spent getting people on the plane. Well, I know. Fucking hate it. I know. And there's not only the line that's before you get your scan, you know, you get scanned. Then there's the line when you just get in the tube. When you get into the tube. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So where do you think you're fucking going, Speedy Jolly? (laughs) Some lady, and I'm sorry, ladies and guys, you, you know, if a lady was to walk in front of me, I would say, yes, ma'am. Yes. Or somebody who obviously needed help or an older person was to walk in front of me. But some lady, literally there's like 15 of us standing in a line to get on the plane after our number has been called appropriately. And some lady just walks right in front of me and stands right there, <laughs> turns her head, has her earphones on, yeah. talking to whoever. Oh, I went on a date with him. He didn't even want to pay for dinner. You know he wanted to pay for dinner? Because you fucking rude. That's why. Never going to get married. <laughs> no one likes you. Stop it. Because you're one of those people. And those people, they've, trust me, their life is not siloed into just, I'm just rude when the plane comes. Correct. No, you're just rude in fucking general. Mm-hmm. You're entitled. You're spoiled. Fucking stop it. People with children, people in wheelchairs, people who need special time, those people go first. Then, and only then, when they call your number, do you actually go get on the fucking plane. And you know what you do? You don't stand in the front of the fucking line waiting for your number to be called. God forbid your 500-pound fucking ass doesn't get free Cheetos before everybody else. Stop it! Stop! (laughs) That's that. God damn it! Put it on the treaty. Oh, I think we already have it on the uh, treaty, don't we? Well, I think we, we already got, have it on the treaty. We've got a no, uh, no foot thing about the No, the no, treaty. no. I think we already have this on the treaty because I think if you remember look at the treaty. one time on a... Let me consult the treaty. <laughs> one time on the way to Vegas, our plane was delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And when we finally got on the plane, they sent... They sent <laughs> fucking Mary... The things we have on the treaty I know. are funny. <laughs> When they when we were going to get on the plane, they sent Mary fucking. We do have an airplane gate treaty. Oh, there you go. It's on there. They have Mary fucking Poppins show up to board this plane, and Chrissy. I will tell you what. Everybody was right in fucking toe. This lady was like, when people were standing up, she's like, "Why are you getting up?" Why? Yeah. Remember that? Remember the story I yes. told? She was like, why are you getting up? And then some late when they said extra people need extra time to get on the plane, some old cratchety ass Karen gets up and she comes walking. You know, I don't know. I'm just assuming too many Popeye's biscuits. I don't even know why she why she needed extra time getting down the airplane. But this fucking lady, I, Chrissy, she was driving me crazy. And this this Mary Poppins of an attendant put her right in her place. She was like, why do you... And she was on the microphone, too. <laughs> she was on the microphone. We're now just going to board. Just going to board. Not children. Not parents with children. We are just boarding. Those who need extra time to get down the jetway. No one else needs to stand up. No one else needs to be in line. Excuse me, <laughs> sir. Sit down. No one else needs to be on. I love it. And then she's like, ma'am, ma'am, why are you getting up? Why are you coming here? And you can hear the lady, I'm, I need extra time. Why do you need extra time? She's doing it on the microphone. Oh Why do you need extra time? No, I'm sorry, ma'am. Being slow is not a reason to need extra time down the jetway. And she's like, I, I go down every time. I get on every time. Not this time, ma'am. Sit down. And she's like, I want to talk to your supervisor. I am a supervisor. Sit down. 
When your number gets called, what number are you? Four? Well, we, we still got four more to go because we haven't even started. There you go. She was awesome. And I was like, holy shit. Everybody, I mean, most common sense people around me were like, yes, yeah, ma'am. That's yes, right. ma'am. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Do that. Tell that Karen to go back to Idaho, wherever she's from. It was, it was a sight to behold. And in London, by not telling you which gate you're supposed to be at until the moment when it's ready that. to board, it prevents everybody standing there. And you know what? Everybody got on the plane. It's yeah. amazing how that happened. You have Everybody got on seat. the plane. They didn't leave anybody behind. Yeah. You had a reserved seat. <laughs> you fucking twad. Swear to God. Oh, and then I'll say this briefly because, you know, I know we can't go on forever here, but I'll say this briefly. Next episode or some episode, remind me to tell you about the people who literally make the airplane their apartment by just making themselves at home in every which way to Sunday. <laughs> putting their socks in a drawer, they're folding up their clothes and putting it on my knee. It's a whole thing because you know what? That's what this is all about is is you making sure you're as comfortable you're as comfortable. you possibly can so that I'm as uncomfortable as possibly can be. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Ah. I'm back from London. Whee! In a great mood. <laughs> I'm glad you had a successful trip. I did. We did have a successful trip. Thank you to everybody who's been so supportive of the commercial break over the years. We really, really appreciate it. I know there's some of you that have been listening from episode one. I don't know who you are, but I mean, I do know a couple of you, but whoever you are, thank you so much. Thank you, Autobot, for listening to yeah, exactly. every week and downloading the show. We are just in love with our fans. We're in love with the nice things you say about us online and to our faces. Thank you so much. And if you have a treaty suggestion, let us know. Yeah, if you have a treaty suggestion, send it on in. We'll throw it on that piece of paper. Nothing will ever get done. Don't worry about it. <laughs> exactly. We're changing the world one nonsensical request at a time. <laughs> but you know what you can do? And I get so many re- questions. I've had these since the beginning of the show. How can I help the commercial break? How can I help you? You know what you can do? You can leave us a review on Apple. Go there. Say a few nice words. Click five stars. Whatever. How many stars you think we own? <laughs> However many stars you think we deserve. <laughs> Go do that. It really does help the show. Gets the word out to new people. And we certainly would appreciate it. Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Brand new episodes. TCBpodcast.com is where you can listen to all of them. All the audio. All the video right there from one location. And if you want your free 21 EPM sticker. 21 ejaculations per month. Your free 21 EPM sticker, we'd love to send you one. Go to tcbpodcast.com, hit the Contact Us button, send us your physical address, and we'll send you out a sticker. And if you want us to sign it or say something nice or whatever, we'll be happy to do that too. 1-855-TCB-8383. 1-855-TCB-8383. That is the phone line where you can text us. Comments, questions, concerns, content ideas, we're taking them all. 855-TCB-8383, toll free from anywhere in the world, we'll pick up the charges. YouTube.com slash The Commercial Break, fully edited episodes, all of them, the same day they air here on the audio feed. We'd love you to go there, subscribe to the channel, like, comment, whatever, you know how to do it, do your thing. At The Commercial Break on Instagram, TCB Podcast on TikTok, if you're so interested. People like that TikTok, man. I'm telling you what. They it's like a it. thing. It is a thing. I hear the kids are doing it. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right, Chrissy. Well, I guess that's all I can do for now. I think so. So I'll tell you that I love you. And I love you. And best to you. Best to you. And best to you out there in the podcast universe. Until next time, Chrissy and I always say, we do say, and we must say, Good goodbye. Bye.